This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. This week we have the Schos of Lenny Pasha Shaftim. All the way at the end of Pasha Shaftim, we have the Sugya of Egla Rufa. What's Egla Rufa? The decapitated calf. What happens is if we find Chasm a murdered Yid, a dead body of a Jew outside the city, so the Sanhedrin measures how far away he is from the closest city. And once that's determined, then the elders of that city come out. They take a calf in its first year that was never worked with. They take an axe and they decapitate it from the back. And then they wash their hands. The All the elders of that city that's nearest to the body. They wash their hands over this decapitated calf in a valley that nothing could be planted, in a rocky valley. As if to say the wash in their hands that we are not responsible for this. As the pastor continues, They respond and they say, Our hands did not spill this blood. And our eyes did not see. So Rashi brings the question from the Gemara in Saita Memhei that says, do we really think for a moment that the Sanhedrin killed this person? Of course not. So why does the Sanhedrin have to say, we didn't spill this person's blood? They for sure didn't do it. Answers Rashi, We didn't know about this person, and we did not allow him to leave without food. We didn't let him leave without food and without accompanying him. If we would have known about this person, we never would have let him leave making sure, without making sure that he has food and without accompanying him. And the first should wonder, what does one have to do with the other? This person who was murdered, if he would have had food, he wouldn't have been murdered. Or if he would have accompanied him, we wouldn't accompany him all the way to his destination to the next city. We would accompany him a block, two blocks. How would that make a difference? How would that have prevented his murder outside the city? Even if we would go as extreme as saying we're going to accompany him to the end of the city and then we'll walk him a little. But that's not where he was murdered. He was murdered on the way. So how would our accompanying him or giving him food prevent the murder that they have to say we didn't do it? What does one have to do with the other? And the Morami Prague, the Yudaloi, who lived in the 1500s, he explains with a tremendous concept. And that is, if we would accompany the Yid out, if we would show that he's one of us, that we are connected to him, we are part of one unit, all of Christ, all of brothers and sisters, then a Kodesh Baruch Hu would say, I am also part of that. And therefore, Kodesh Baruch Hu would provide him with extra protection. And that extra, uh, that extra protection, says the morale, that would have prevented him from being murdered. And since we did not accompany him, we did not show that he's one of us, we did not show that we are attached to him, therefore he was murdered. And therefore, the Sanhedrin has to say, We didn't know about him. If we would have known, we would have accompanied him. And therefore, we are not we are not responsible for his death. And you see from this morale, tremendous thing. It's never an excuse to say, I didn't do anything wrong. We have to be able to say, I did everything right. Why didn't we notice him? We should have noticed him. And while we may not be directly responsible for his murder, we should have noticed him. And if we would have noticed him, we would have walked him out. Many years ago, in the Yeshiva Gadel of Montreal, 
the boys were in class waiting for the Rebbe to come in. And as soon as the Rebbe, the Rosh Hashiva, Rav Moshe Mendel Glustin Shlita, to live and be well, he came inside the class, the boys quickly got to the seats, they opened up the Gemara, ready to start. And Rabbi Glustin, the Rebbe, was just looking around the classroom. The boys didn't know what was going on. I find the Rosh closes his Gemara and says, boys, close your Gemara. So everyone closed their Gemara. This is, take out your Chumashim, open them up to the end of Pasha Shaiftim. That was unusual. They didn't learn Chumash in the beginning of the day. The beginning of the day, they start off with Gemara. They learn Chumash later on. Okay, but the Rebbe said to open up. They open up to Pasha Shaiftim. The Rebbe is looking around, and he points to one boy, and he says, read Perich of Allah, Pasuk Zayin. So the boy starts to read Perich of Allah, Pasuk Zayin. Okay, translate it. So he says, okay. Our, our hands did not spill his blood and our eyes did not see. He turns to the next boy. Now you read the Pasuk. He turns to the third person. Now by now they thought maybe they're reading it wrong, so he reads it carefully. Then he goes to the fourth person. You read it now. And again, And he translates it. Our hands did not spill his blood, and we didn't see. They didn't know what was going on. Then the Rebbe, Rebbe Glusi, looks around the room, he says, Boys, tell me, is there anybody absent today? They look around the room, everyone's quiet. Well, what's, what's going on? Boys, is there anybody absent today? Finally, one boy raised his hand and says, Yes, and he names a certain boy who was absent. So the Rebbe looks and says, Where is he? Why isn't he here? So one of the boys says, I don't know, maybe he's probably sick. So Rebbe says, no, that's not what it is. You see, last night I got a call from this boy's mother. This boy's family moved from Eretz Yisrael to Montreal that year. And he was having a little difficult time adjusting and acclimating. New language, new culture and everything. And she called me up last night and said, my son refused to go to yeshiva anymore. He said, why, what's wrong? He said, the boys are bullying him. The boys are bothering him. They're making fun of him. They're not inviting him in. And therefore he said he's not going to yeshiva anymore. So Belusin says, oh, it's probably misunderstanding. Let him come. I'll, I'll speak to the boys. And she said, no, no. He said that's what's going on the whole time. They're bullying him. They're making fun of him. He doesn't want to go to yeshiva. So I told the mother, okay, I'll take care of it. She says, okay, because now he doesn't want to come. So Belusin looks at the, boy, at the boys and said, that's why he's not here. And which of you can say, you may say that you didn't do anything wrong to him. You didn't make fun of him. But who can say Yedenel Shafat Adamazah? Maybe you didn't make fun of him. But did you stand up for him when someone else was making fun of him? Did you go out of your way to invite him in to make sure that he's comfortable, that he's acclimating? Of course, everyone's going to say they didn't make fun of him. And probably most of you didn't make fun of him. But did you stand up for him when others were? Could hear anybody here honestly say, Everybody was quiet. And they realized what was going on. And then the Rebbe said, Everybody close your Chumashim. You're now going to walk to his house, which is about two and a half blocks away, and apologize to him, and make sure he comes back. And I am waiting here for you. The boys, shocked, closed their Chumashim, filed out of the room, walked to his house, went inside and apologized to the boy, and actually brought him back to yeshiva. And that is what the lesson we learned from this parasha. 
It's not just that we shouldn't go and do things wrong. The question is not, did you do anything wrong? The question is, did you do everything right? Did you go out of your way to make sure that everybody is included and no one's blood is spilled figuratively? Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.